and welcome to another week's podcast. Today I thought we would change it up slightly. So I want to introduce you to somebody who has been very influential in my life. Uh, someone who has actually gone through a lot but has always remained dedicated and driven towards her goals. So today it's a huge hello to Diane Knox. Now, many of you may recognise Diane's voice from radio if you're in the UK. Um, Diane used to be across Scotland on Bauer Media or the BBC Radio 5 Live with sports coverage. But today it's going to be a lot more personal. Um, now, I have known Diane since the day I was born. Uh, we are firm family friends and she's definitely somebody that I have always looked up to. So totally inspired by her and her work. And I know that we have got a lot to talk about and have experienced similar things throughout our lives as well. So firstly, a big hello, Diane. Oh my, you're going to make me cry before we even get started here. That was the nicest introduction ever. <laughs> How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. I'm in, um, I'm in Jacksonville in Florida and yeah. nobody will believe me when I say that this morning it was 35 degrees. So what? that like one Celsius, two Celsius. Yeah, it's so cold right now. I think right now um, it's about 50, but it's everyone's wearing their big jackets and hats and scarves and everything. It's like this yeah. week, it was 80 last week. So oh my gosh, I'm feeling Today... like I'm in Scotland, which is so nice. <laughs> Today, this will make you laugh. I ran out of the house because um, the car was like frozen. And so I ran out and I actually... <laughs> fell oh, completely no. on my face on the grass it was so funny oh, no. and Ella is standing there outside the outside the house just looking at me like are you okay but this is what's so funny is that as you said in the intro like I've known you your whole entire life and I can just imagine you doing that yeah. oh yes exactly Miss Clumsy wonder where she gets it from um but before we rewind and talk about a few things yeah. um share with us like Obviously, I know you've just said you're in Jacksonville, but like, what are you currently up to? What are you working on? Okay. Um, well, I moved here four and a half years ago because my yeah. family had moved here. People are always like, if they don't know the backstory, they're like, why on earth did you move to America? I mean, yeah. why? Of course, it's an amazing country to live in. But um, yeah. my family had lived here for 12 years before I moved here. So for me, and we'll get into all this, obviously, but I was at a bit of a crossroads with my yeah. profession and my personal life and I was like what am I going to do here and kind of I mean I, I say on a whim but I'd been thinking about it for yeah. 12 years <laughs> you know when your family leave it's like oh should I go with them so yeah. yeah four and a half years ago I just made the decision that um I was going I think I made the decision in like March April and then I moved in August so yeah. there was a few months to kind of get things organized but it wasn't really <laughs> that long a time but I moved here and um, I'd worked in radio in Scotland for such a long time that I knew that I couldn't transfer my radio career to the US just mm -hmm. radio is very different over here it's um it's not as like local and as personal and with my accent, I thought it's a great thing in so many ways, but yeah, for this like mainstream radio that they have in existence in the US, it's not going to work for me. So I didn't really know what I was going to do, but because I had good contacts in um, TV and radio mm -hmm. and 
I had a good social media profile, which at the time I didn't think was as beneficial as it actually was. If you have like, uh, if you're consistent on social media and you have a good following base in the US, they really value that very highly. I think they do everywhere now, but remember like four and a half years ago, it was slightly different. So, and I had a a lot of good contacts in golf because my brother, Russell, plays on the PGA Tour. And I didn't want to like um, pull on his coattails, I guess, and, and just kind of like gate crash his world. So it wasn't like I set out to ever get involved in golf but he had spoken to a few people who then came to me and yeah it just I fell into it so now I've been working in golf for four and a half just yeah nearly four and a half years since I moved here really it's incredible how your career has changed yeah it's so weird I still get to do I do a podcast it's a golf podcast everything I do is golf right now um but yeah, it's funny how like this sport that I really didn't have anything to do with other than the fact that my family played, my brother was very good. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden it consumes my entire life <laughs> yeah. every yeah. single day. <laughs> and it was so different before because it was all like music related and, and very much like in Glasgow and being like an influencer and things like it's totally changed. Well, but it's so lovely to see. Well, you, where you said at the beginning that we're going to get personal on this podcast, my life before was <laughs> personal. You had to give a lot of your lifestyle yep. and what you were doing in your spare time away from work for that career to be successful. And I did that for a really long time. And yeah. I still kept a lot of stuff private, I think, then. You know, I wasn't one of these people that was going to give every single part of my no. personal life to the listeners and to the followers. But over here, I think that it's been amazing. I've really enjoyed the fact that you don't have to share your personal life. And maybe it's Absolutely. as I've got older and I'm a little bit more aware of it. But I'm like, I don't want, first of all, everyone to know everything. And secondly, no. I just don't want to have that pressure to share that all the time. No. Exactly. And that's what we're going to talk about today, obviously, as well, is like the pressure and how either we put that on ourselves or if it's from like outside, like third party. Um, But yeah, so, okay, so let's totally rewind, okay? And I know that um, something that you had touched on when you were here, I know you had done a newspaper interview um, about this subject, but something that I wanted to touch on because obviously going through um, lockdown, um, obviously all around the world, people have put their health to maybe one side Mm -hmm. and are quite scared about approaching maybe hospitals, doctor's appointments, etc. But I wanted to touch on your health scare that you had. So um, this is completely over to you. (laughs) You tell us as much or as little as you want. (laughs) I know that it's something that you wanted to like raise awareness of as well. And obviously it's so important to you. Yeah. And I, at the time, again, it was one of those things that I didn't tell anyone about for such a long time. And then it got to the point where it was almost um, such a big part of my life that it felt told people. So that's when I did. But I, I'm trying to think when it was, it would have been this time of year, actually in 2014. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. 2014. I know. And I just noticed that I had this lump on my shoulder, like on my back. Um, shoulder mm-hmm. blade area it was where my bra strap was and that's how I noticed yeah. it because I was putting on like lotion moisturizer god I'm gonna keep saying these American words for things have to correct me <laughs> I've built myself up for it all the time and um, I could feel this lump so I thought it was just a little spot and it, it kind of looked yeah. like that at first and I was like well it'll go away and then I came over to the U.S. for Christmas with my family and I remember I showed my mum 
and was like, oh, I have this little thing on my back. It's not going away. And by this point, it had got a little bit bigger. So when I first found it, it was like the size of a pinhead. It was tiny and it just got a little yep. bit bigger. And I could tell it was like a mole, like a freckly kind of mole. It wasn't that raised up okay. at that time. So anyway, fine, got back, um, went to the doctor and they had said, oh, it's, I don't think it's anything. And I'm not being bad against the doctor here because at the time it probably no, wasn't, no. it was small. So that was fine. He gave me, I, I think the first time he just sent me away and told me to keep an eye on it. Then I went back two or three weeks later because it was growing at a rapid rate. Like it was getting a lot bigger. And yeah. I, by this point, it was pro probably like end of January, beginning of February. It was about the size of a raisin. That's the best way for me to describe it. So it gone from yes. like a pinhead in November, December to like this raisin in February. So my mum came over wow. actually from Florida because I w they said that they would remove it. I've been to the doctor twice because I remember they gave me a steroid cream, which probably was not the best thing to put on it. Yeah. But <laughs> I don't think it really matters. So my mum came over and I went to get it removed. And even when they removed it, they were like, we really don't think it's anything. Like it doesn't have any of the characteristics of it being like melanoma or anything um, dangerous. Mm -hmm. So they said, we'll, we'll probably get back to you in about six to eight weeks. So I just kind of like blocked out of my head a little bit. And then mm -hmm. probably about a week and a half later, I got a call. Now, at this point, I was on Clyde One doing 10 o'clock until 2 o'clock. So I remember my phone was ringing at about 9.45 and I didn't know the number. So I was like, oh, I'm about to go on air. <laughs> like, I'm not going to answer my phone. Yeah. I don't know who it is. No. So they left a message. And I listened to the voicemail right away and they just said that it was uh, NHS and the, the skin clinic and if I could call them back as soon as possible. So I phoned them back right away then before I went on air and they said, we need you to come in today. And I said, well, I can't come in today. I'm about to go on the radio. Yeah. And they said, well, we need you to come in as soon as your show is finished. And I shouldn't have called them back before I went on air because for four hours, yeah. that's all I could think about. And it was just like... It, I knew it wasn't good news because they told me it was going to be six to eight weeks before they called me yes. and it had been a week and a half, two yes. weeks. Anyway, um, I went to the hospital and my friend Lucy came with me and um, yeah, to be honest, I kind of blacked out a little bit. I'm glad she was there because she asked yes. a million questions. I didn't when I heard them say that it was skin cancer and I was like, they and they said it was advanced at that stage and yeah um it's kind of weird like, i haven't really i haven't talked about it for such a long time it's such a weird thing now but to cut a very long story short they got me in to get it uh, they had to remove the area around so about five or six centimeters around where the mole had been and then they removed yeah. lymph nodes from my neck and from my underarm and they just yeah. wanted to do like a proper biopsy on it and like I'm cutting this very short because it would have been like maybe July, June, July. It came back and yeah. it was fine. It was um, they hadn't found anything else, so it was um, yeah. Thank I was goodness. off work yeah. for like three weeks. I think people just thought I was in America on holiday because that's just what I did. <laughs> so because I didn't tell yeah. anyone, but um, <laughs> like my life. family came over and it was just it was a very weird time in my life. I look back on it now as just something that made me a much better person like I I just think that that's what came from it it just made me value smaller things a lot more in my family a lot more it was harder for them than it was for me yeah. definitely and I think that played a huge but, 
of course yeah absolutely and of course I was like your mum and dad and, and Russ were all the way over yeah. in America you're still in Scotland going through this yourself which obviously adds more pressure onto the situation as well yeah. but how do you cope they put that? on such a brave Period. face it was so sweet I look back now and I would talk yeah. to them about it and they were fine and I remember at one point being like gosh my mum doesn't show much emotion over this and when I came over after my surgery um, I came over for like a week and the amount of people that said to me oh my gosh your your mum and your dad cry all the time and I'm like oh, oh. no <laughs> So they definitely put on a very brave face for me. But you know what? It's a, I'm yeah. like from the healthcare perspective now. I'm I live in Florida where it's sunny pretty much every single day. Even you know now it's thir- I said it was fifty degrees thirty this morning. It's still sunny. You still have to be careful. So I'm very aware of like yeah. the, the sun care and staying out of the sun. It's impossible to do all the time, but wearing like really high factor sunscreen. But you know, it has just made me, I think it mellowed me out a little bit. I think it made me just um, kind of step back and realize what was important in life yeah. and that I just had to enjoy it a little bit more. Yeah, because I know obviously at the time, you know, you can get so caught up. And I think obviously having conversations between me and you at that point, you did, you know, you were so busy. You you never turned down work. Mm-hmm. You know, you had to be seen to be here, there and yeah. everywhere. So I know that you've flung yourself into work, but also it does make you stop and think, actually, do I really need to say yes mm-hmm. to all And this? when I was going through it, my mental state was fine. But when I, it was funny because it's yeah. when I got the all clear and they told me that it hadn't spread for, I, I can't even describe how I felt because I was happy. Yeah. But I was kind of telling myself I was happy, but I think by that point I had almost processed what I had just gone through. And I remember I cried every day for like weeks and just like felt sad. And I don't know why I felt sad because I should have been so happy, but I felt like I, I felt sad about it at that point. And maybe it was just like the extremity, but all just kind of hit home a little bit. But that was the hardest part for me was afterwards. yeah, well, because you'd 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 hid behind your uh-huh. work for so long as well, so it's probably just like yeah. Oh. Um, but I'm so thankful that you know everything health yeah. happened and 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 okay, it did happen. But you know it, you know we've we've had the best. What outcome, is so. great about yeah. over here and healthcare is so different because remember you have to pay for everything over here. There's no NHS, and it can really <laughs> exactly people in the UK. I'm like, oh my god, go to the doctor all the time over here. People are put off yeah. going to the doctor because they know they have to pay for it. But the dermatology in Florida, I think I can't speak for all over the US, but in Florida, because of the sunshine, is unbelievable, mm-hmm. second to none. And I go to a dermatologist wow. every three months over here and she's like, just the checkups are so different. They're so more thorough. And I don't know, like that. I feel that every time I go to her, they if they see anything that is even like slightly worrying, they just cut it off then and there. <laughs> they're just really on top of it over here which is nice and reassuring but oh my gosh like what I said to everyone was it doesn't matter what it is but if there's something that you're you know your body so well and if there's something that's not right like go to the doctor especially it's free exactly exactly and it's great to have somebody to talk to as well you know you're so you had such a close friendship Mm -hmm. group as well 
because obviously you know you, you built that up because you know you were so far away from your family even though you're still, yeah. still so close but, but you there's certain things I mean, you don't want to say to the people that care about you but the great thing was I remember yeah. the second that they told me that I had cancer they gave me a Macmillan nurse and that was so overwhelming because I was like why do I have a Macmillan nurse assigned to me but do you know what that is like yeah. unbelievable because I had this such nice lady that if I had any questions like oh. she would give me loads of information so I could read up on it but if I had any questions I could text her like morning noon or night which I did and she was just yeah. someone who didn't know me but was just a great um a great ear just to run things by yes. or to ask stupid questions or to talk about how I was feeling so absolutely oh that's so wonderful to hear that people oh do get immediately that well. I remember that was so yeah. surreal to me I was like why and what is happening in my life like in the last hour <laughs> everything just yeah. turned on its head but yeah, I know I, mean, I know it happened yeah I, my I think my outlook yeah. now is like bad things happen to everyone everyone goes through something bad in their life so sometimes when people are yeah. like throwing themselves a little pity party I'm like oh stop yeah you know yeah. everyone yeah. has gone through bad stuff but you have to come out the other side and you have to change your your perspective you and take you any positive you can from these situations yeah and again it's very much of like you know choose mm -hmm. your heart yeah so like sometimes exactly if you're if you're thinking you're having a bad day like you have to ask yourself like is it really like yeah. is this hard because probably I don't know like obviously not talking about health wise but just like day-to-day -day mm -hmm. mundane things that you think come at you it's like okay come on let's get a bit oh I know and I do here. it all the time and the good thing is my boyfriend's like um you know he's been through stuff in life as well as I said everyone has and he's so yeah. rational <laughs> and he has oh, really? he's like made me way more rational but I'll complain about something and he'll just look at me and be like seriously you're really and he'll be like no 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 just, he'll let me go and then he'll talk about it afterwards it doesn't matter what it is and he's like I just let you like get it all out and then like through talking it out you'll realize yourself that this is not a problem <laughs> yeah Oh, I'm yeah. glad you have him. Um, but something else, again, you know that I'm so passionate about is not because, you know, when you moved over to um, America, okay, so you're what, maybe early yeah, 30s? Yeah, 33. 20... Yeah, okay. So at that point, you know, again, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves that we think that we have to have everything planned out by the time we're like 25. And again, I think it's a lot of pressure, you know, when you, you leave school, you've got to be seen to either go to university or further education or get yourself yep. a job and you get your house, you settle down and that's what you do yes. for the rest of your life. Then when something happens, and obviously me and you went through um breakdown of our marriages yeah. at the same time. <laughs> um, and I will never forget that. Me neither. Ella was just bored. To my house. <laughs> And you told me, and I'm sitting there thinking to myself, How oh my God, I'm going you know, to the same but I can't eat I was thinking about that right last now. night when I was like, um, you and I were texting about doing this. And I was like, I still have this picture of me sitting in your back garden. And I remember I was wearing white jeans yes. and a blue top. And I was holding <laughs> Ella and she oh was a God, baby yes. and I just come around. And that's when I told you. How crazy. Yeah. And I'm thinking... Yeah, me too. But I, I just didn't have the words to, to actually say back because when somebody tells you that, you don't me go, too. well, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> and, you know, you have to be there for that person. So I remember texting my dad when 
I was going through everything and he was on they were on holiday and I'm like I think I'm about to go through the same thing that Diane is and he's like what and I was like yeah and he's like oh oh (laughs) and he just didn't know what to say and I thought yeah but what I'm trying to get at is you know you go through those points your life pivots it moves and you suddenly find yourself at the age of 33 moving to the other side of the world and starting again and I just want people to know that like that's okay I mean you are doing so well in your career you're so happy um with your boyfriend um you've set up such a nice life for you not saying that it wasn't here but it's it's okay that these things happen at yeah, whatever and age. like definitely that's so true you beat yourself up over it and even though you know I'm just one of these people that I always think oh everything's gonna work out fine like everything's gonna be okay and it always will yeah. but sometimes like anyone it yeah. slips and you have moments where you think like I mean I remember I moved over here yeah I was 33 I was single and I'm like well I don't even have any friends here so I moved to a place that I only yeah. knew my family which was amazing like that's a total positive but it's then you need friends that's and cool. I had such good friends in Scotland and it's like well what do you do mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're in your um, almost mid-30s and you need to go out and meet like girls to be pals with so for me I was like oh, well never, never mind even thinking about meeting a guy like you have to have friends so yeah. You would have moments, especially when I would social media mad. It's such a curse sometimes because there's it's just comparison and you can't help but compare your life to other people's. And you would look on social media and girls that were so much uh, younger than me have like they were getting married and getting engaged and having kids and buying houses and all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm not anywhere near that. And for a while, a very short space of time, I was like, oh, my gosh, what have I done? Like, this is where am I going with my life and then I thought no way like I'm gonna do this everything will work out and that was it I just firmly believed that I knew that one day I would be in a situation where I would look back on that and be like well that was a kind of trying time in my life but I was so much happier for it and then the comparison you just have to learn to not compare what you're going through to other people because nobody's life is as great as it appears on social media fact like and that's why when you hear that people break up and are getting divorced or whatever and you are shocked about it and then you think well why would I be shocked because they're never going to say that they've fallen out with their man and put it on social media like they're it's a highlight reel and then we never see what goes on behind closed doors no we don't and comparison really is the yeah. thief of joy for so many i mute everyone on yeah, social media and that's what I, say I, people I probably have more people <laughs> muted than i actually look at because i don't want to be mean and unfollow them <laughs> and one day i might be no, like oh, i wonder I what they're doing but oh my gosh that that to me Sometimes I'm like, I want to delete all of these social media accounts, but I can't because of work. But, yeah. and because I enjoy it, yeah. I do get, I enjoy it. You know, it's a good entertainment at times. But gosh, mute people. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, they, that's the best thing. No, definitely. And it's not a bad thing. Yeah, it doesn't mean like you're a bad person. It just means that yeah. you need to focus on yourself for a while and clear that headspace. And if that's going to affect you, you know, take the thing out that's going to 
and, and, and both of us, I think, again, we've sort of not like wanted to, to delve too much into this, but, you know, we have both had um, points where we've had to walk yeah. away from friendships as well that weren't really sort of serving us. And at the time you think, oh, my gosh, like I must be such a bad person. But you're not saying that there's anything wrong with wrong mm-hmm. with that person or you don't have to do it in a nasty way. It's just actually that that friendship is yeah. is not serving you it's not serving them and yeah and I always um, think about you and I and I have I would say there's probably like three of my best friends in Scotland that I still talk to a lot but not I mean we don't talk anywhere yeah. near as much as we would if we lived in the same country or even as much as we should you know we no. like I always think that I need to be better yes but nothing changes like our friendship never changes you never hold it against someone or you don't resent them you there's no like anger or disappointment because you're not talking all the time but you know that your friendship is so strong that it doesn't matter when you do it's like no time has passed nothing's changed so you know and exactly yeah. And as no, you get I, older I... as well, you realise I'm talking like I'm 50 years old here, but hey, <laughs> that's perspective. You don't need a lot of friends because what you do need is just like the quality friends. It doesn't matter where in the world they are. You don't need you a do. lot of friends around you all the time. And you, I, it's crazy to me that I, I'm 37 now and I'm still learning that. You still experience that with friends. It just, I think the process of that unfriending <laughs> for whatever reason it just gets yeah. a little bit easier because you don't take it so personally absolutely and I think you know we all mm-hmm. do grow up as well don't we and we think sometimes as well like oh there's nothing wrong with us like we don't need to grow up it's their problem but actually when you face the fact that you may also contribute to something not going quite yeah. right and you get over your ego and you're over yourself then you think mm-hmm. okay that's yeah. fine I can walk away now but coming to that realization that not mm-hmm. everybody else is always the problem it is it really but it's is just growing it's so up. true though yeah yeah absolutely well thank you I'm gonna cut it there only because I yeah I was gonna say talking, you know me talking, you know talking, I could go for an hour without taking a breath <laughs> <laughs> what oh. no way um but yeah thank you so much for being on here today um I know that so many people will take so much away from it and I hope you know even if we can help one person just yeah, with anything I that they're just going think through. that and the other thing is up. can I just add one more thing before we go people put such an importance yeah. on um their relationships with the other sex so like um you know yeah. oh my gosh I'm in my 30s I need to find a boyfriend I need to like get married and have a baby and that like everyone's so guilty of um you can force it at times because you think oh this is the thing that Uh I should be doing but I promise you and I'm just using me as an example because that's all I can do and um I don't mean it to be like oh my gosh I'm so lucky but at the same time I really like waited and when I met my boyfriend like over a year now yeah over a year ago I on the day he was moving out of was your crazy. Pub, of the same we had like, lived I had lived directly above him for 11 months and we'd never met and then we met and our first date he was moving out 2 weeks later but it was on halloween on his birthday i'm like why are we going on a date on your birthday but we both said like we just knew and um, you know i always say yeah. like Garrett and i have a very real relationship it's very solid very honest yes from the beginning like because i think we both yeah. realized we'd both been through like relationships that failed obviously 
and we both just said we've got to communicate yep. like that's all there is to it and it sounds so simple and <laughs> yeah. for me who like works in the communication industry I was like oh my gosh I'm so bad at this <laughs> I've been the problem because <laughs> he was just so good he's just yeah. he's so like rational and um yeah it's just being great yeah and it's not like and it's trying like not to strangle the life mm-hmm. out of the situation like stop trying to control something that you, uh-huh. you think that you want but the more that you, you try and control it the yeah, yeah. you're just going to push it away so it is very what much, i had to learn too was go. how to stop self-sabotaging things and it was one of my other best friends in scotland julia yeah. she's uh, a little bit older than me but again we'd been through very similar things and we both said that like why the hell are we mm-hmm. self-sabotaging relationships and there's times with garrett at the very yep. beginning that i was like oh my gosh this is never gonna work out like why would he want to be with me like you doubt so many stupid things and then you realize yeah. oh my gosh calm down and enjoy it for what it is because it can go by really fast you have to just like stop overthinking yeah <laughs> and that's like in work in family life in your in your relationship yes. like just stop overthinking stuff we're all so guilty of it exactly but yeah. we are human but it's it's just like finding ways to, to yeah exactly change your mindset, but gosh well. you have to just yeah. do your life for you and that's it like you have to make sure that you're doing what makes you happy and who cares about what anyone else thinks absolutely mute people on instagram (laughs) (laughs) that's like the one thing you'd mute away from this conversation (laughs) (laughs) well thank you so much diane and thank you thank you for having me